Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Single Chronicles. Today we're talking about folks that feed their toxicity or their healing. So, you know, we're talking about traumas and all that other stuff. And, you know, I, I got inspired by uh, the Devante, Devon, whatever his name is, and making good their situation. So, yeah, we're going to be talking about that because... Yeah, it needs to be talked about. So if you're new here, make sure you like, comment, subscribe, heart, whatever you got to do to save this podcast so you can come back to it and be notified of future episodes and stuff. For everyone else, welcome to The Single Chronicles. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Single Chronicles. First off, I want to say Happy New Year or Gregorian calendar, whatever. Um, Happy 2022 because, yeah, I had to take some time, had to take a little break. So I did pre-record this as I always do, but it is not technically, I didn't add it to season three, which I was going to do, but I figured since... I want to start recording all of season three episodes on YouTube and having a video uh, to correspond with what's going on here on Spotify. I'm like, okay, whatever, you know, that's what that's the thing now, right? Record it or go live. So some of the some of the season three stuff will be live. Some of it will not. Um, for the most part, you will get a video for most of the episodes. But I just wanted to do that. I wanted to do this today. So. Um, and it helps with space from what I can gather. It's good to just put it live and put it on a YouTube server or whoever else and then just, you know, do whatever minimal editing I need to do. But as I figure out this new camera that I got, hopefully that's the goal for season, the first episode, which will be episode 69, go figure, will be the first episode for season three. I decided, unlike the, the YouTube thing i'm just going to keep counting the episodes as we go even though it'll be a new season um it's it's just going to be like season two two three but the episodes will still continue to count um we're almost at 100 episodes like that's honestly that's not that far away for a weekly podcast that's not really that far and i'm like oh wow i really stuck with this i really i really did you know see it through and i'm really proud of myself but because um, I never see things through, you you kind of saw what happened with season three of the YouTube thing, and like I started to grow, I started to get better with editing, and then after a while, it just got so tedious, and I was like, all right, I'm not doing this no more. But um, hey, it is what it is. I want to bring that back because I had a lot of fun posting those videos, and I want to get more content out there. I want to grow my channel, not just Zumba videos and trailer reactions, but I want to do this stuff, which was originally one of the things I just enjoy doing like I like talking about movies but I also want to do my single chronicles thing and sometimes it helps when you got little memes and pictures and goofy mannerisms Um, but the podcast will be unedited it will be in a playlist on YouTube under podcast this you know it won't be anything magical with green screens and edits and stuff like I might do some minor editing but other than that it won't it will be just raw video me talking my shit um and those that's pretty much the future of where i'm seeing this go because honestly 
like I need to, you know, keep eggs in all of my baskets. Like I know a lot of people say, well, damn, that's a lot that you got going on. And you want to bring back the YouTube channel thing because that was something that you didn't have time for. Honestly, I think the the bulk of my time gets taken up on trying to promote on Instagram. Like, really. So now I'm just going to be like, all right, put the content out there. DM it to as many people as I can. Send it on Facebook. Send it on Instagram. And the crazy thing is I cast a wide net. Like, I'll send stuff to about maybe two, 300 people on Instagram. And then maybe I'm lucky if 50 of them actually open the shit that I send. So... You know what I mean? And that's just people. People really aren't trying to support people. Like, they want to hear from someone that's already established. It doesn't matter how much how much information they have, how notable they are, how, how knowledgeable they are. They just want to know. They want to follow. You know, if I'm saying something versus Beyonce, Beyonce could be like, yo, drink this arsenic, y'all. And people will listen to it versus someone who's not as popular telling them something good. And I, no, no disrespect to Beyonce. I love Beyonce. But that's just the thing. People follow trends. They don't follow information. That's pretty much why we're in the situation we're in. Everyone's trying to follow what I consider a trend like it sounds good it's this is that but it's not really conducive because clearly ain't working but I'm going to shut up about that anyway before I get too far far off the topic I wanted to talk about Megan Good and her situation and I really don't follow it so that's not going to be the topic it just inspired today's topic because that shit sucked like I'm, I, and and I'm, I'm assuming I haven't seen many videos and post. Like I used to see a lot of their, you know, posts. Like I followed the dude because he would get up there and be praying and, you know, doing all this other stuff. And I was like, all right, he do some inspirational stuff. I'm feeling it, you know. And then you know the algorithm on Instagram, you don't see something if you don't see something. Like it's like, oh, you know what? We're gonna send you the video, the 25 posts of this one friend that you got out of the thousands because only whoever you interact with. If I only interact with the person that's, that posts something every 30 fucking seconds, then I'm not going to see anything else. It's ridiculous. So it's really, really crazy. And the algorithm is what... And I, you know what's crazy? It's, it's, I was talking to someone. This is a really smart plan to keep people addicted to this app. It is a toxic app. And I'm going to talk more about toxicity today. The app is toxic. It's developed to make people feel some type of way about themselves and to keep them engaged and addicted in not a healthy fashion. You know, like, I realized the one day how many hours a day I'm on this app, not just conversing with people. You know, people message me on there, that's fine. I wish I prefer that sometimes to text them because I need a new phone altogether. But um, the crazy thing about it is that people... You know, I you know when I'm just interacting, I'll post something. Maybe five people will see it out of the three thousand and so people that follow me on my one page, and the sixteen thousand that follow me on my my main page, maybe twenty people will see it because that's who they're gonna. That's when they'll put it in the algorithm. The problem is, is that now this is some content that you want people to see. This isn't some dumbass meme. This isn't just a joke or a kitten video or, you know something like that it's this is something serious this is pertaining to your business and the people that operate behind the scenes know that because the goal is to get money at the end of the day this is an app designed to make money for the company so if you are a content creator of any kind what they're going to do is like they'll restrict views or shadow ban it and sometimes it could be it don't have to be you're in trouble shadow banning is not like 
you're in trouble it's just this is what they're doing because they want to entice you to do their paid ads and that's they're making money so i want to get to the point where i'm utilizing all platforms of social media not that's just them TikTok, everything and i put this content out there um it's going to be a work in progress but hey it is what it is so again this is one of those things where i'm feeding a toxic app am i and and it sucks because i don't want to spend all fucking day on instagram it's so fucking tedious and it but it gets costly when you do those paid ads so you know i have to go back to the drawing board and say you know what i was enjoying those youtube videos and sometimes youtube can if you pay them they'll put it put it in a rotation you oh you want extra rotation let me pay you so once it garners enough followers and people then i won't need to pay them i won't need to spend days on in you know uh trying to send the stuff to people but we'll see y'all and we're going to see how many episodes i can squeeze out on the youtube channel i'm going to try to stick to 10 or maybe 12 i don't want to do more than that because like i said the the editing is just so tedious but we'll see we'll see i definitely want to keep my youtube channel going because that's my shit feeding toxicity back to this toxicity or healing we all have you know positive and negative like are you feeding the negativity in you or are you feeding the positivity and a lot of times we don't realize that we're doing that and how this relates to Megan Good's situation I don't know her former situation I don't know what happened why they wanted to get divorced and I didn't do any research on it but it just kind of reminded me of the fact that people have these you know whatever and they want to leave and then next thing you know five seconds later with somebody else and it, it makes you wonder like oh they was already planning that he was already messing around or she was already messing around nobody jumps in a relationship that quick with someone else no one rebounds unless they were already planning to jump ship and that's not always the case there have been plenty of people who weren't messing around with someone but found a new relationship immediately after the old one ended and we always have that assumption oh yeah they was messing with somebody and i'm not saying that this is the case with these two because i don't know what their next course of action is it just reminded me of a lot of situations similar it doesn't matter how painful the heartbreak is we all go some people don't even jump into a relationship they might just jump into the whole phase trust me i've been there i i had a whole phase a couple years back and I didn't regret it, but then when I look back, I'm like, it really wasn't necessary. And then honestly, it put me into more trouble. Like I said, we're going to have some confessions, y'all. Some confessions. But it put me in more harm's way than anything. Um, you know, I, I, I could have caught something. I could have, you know, had some babies. All this shit that... I could have avoided if I just would have just made a better decision. I let, you know, ovulation and alcohol get me into some stupid trouble, which I got to chit chat about that next. Y'all going to be like, real? Damn, Rose, I thought you was about loving yourself. That don't sound like you love yourself. When y'all hear shit that I done got myself into the last several years. And this is some stuff that happened before the Single Chronicles, some stuff that was after the Single Chronicles. But for the most part, a lot of the stupid shit I did happened over the, I'm going to say the last 15 years or the last decade. So I got a lot of content. It's going to be some story time, but it's going to be me. Anyway, um, we all have that where we have to replace you know, the pain. Um, our bodies are engineered to compensate for pain, whether it's emotional, mental, physical, whatever. If I, when I hurt my one knee um, not that long ago, 
what happened was I ended up hurting. I, I, I fell and twisted my knee and I wrapped it up. Everything was fine. I tried to keep off of it, but I was walking and doing more. And my stupid self was continuing Zumba classes. Then I realized that the right knee that wasn't that good to begin with either had pain in it, similar to the pain in my left knee. And I was like, but I didn't fall. I didn't hurt it. Eventually, I did fall at the beach one summer. I think this was uh, 2019, right before the shutdown. And I was like, oh, shit. Now I got two fucked up knees. And it was basically me, my body, compensating, putting more weight shifted to my right. You know, a lot of a lot of things really happen. And our mental, our brains are no different. You know, we go, we feel sad, we feel emotionally distraught, and we go to compensate for something that will make us feel better. We we seek out the oxytocin and serotonin thing, you know, to from something positive. <sighs> sex is usually number one. Sex and food are like the top two things that people get their pleasure nudes and stuff, you know, and, and it's like when they feel bad. Like when people go through a breakup and you see them in the movies, what's the first thing they doing? They eating, stuffing their face, ice cream, Ben and Jerry's. Or, you know, they're trying to get back on the saddle. They're trying to rebound. I'm a fuck. The, 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 you know, the pain out of me. I'm not this way. If I'm having sex with this person, especially if it's good sex, I won't be, ta- I won't be thinking about my ex. I won't be feeling emotionally distraught. And that's what happens. So, nowadays, you know, um, people don't really think about it in terms of like that. But, I mean, like the food, for example... It's full of, like, we usually tend to go towards what are, what are considered comfort foods, hot foods that are high in sugar, which technically is classified as a drug. So other people resort to alcohol. Some people resort to weed, tobacco, whatever, whatever. But we still try to find something that will alleviate us of the pain and make us forget or at least feel numb to whatever's going on. We jump from one toxic situation into another. And the sad thing about it is that even if you you end up dealing with somebody that ain't toxic, let's just say they are a good down-earth person. They are the person that you should have been with. They're treating you good. You know, they're, they're there for you. You know, it's like too good to be true. One or two things happens in, when it goes in a negative way. The first thing is that you believe, oh, this is too good to be true. The last dude love bomb me. And sometimes they can love bomb you. They can be a narcissist feeding off your pain. But let's just say that they're not a narcissist. Let's say they're a decent person. We get addicted to that. Like, oh, my God, it makes me feel good. They feel good. We ignore the things and the qualities that don't really fit our needs, like the things that we're not compatible with, because that person just is just a, a distraction from the healing, from the trauma we never healed from. So now we're with this person. Oh, you make me feel good. I love you. Oh, I love you too. And then it's like you down the road and you realize, yo, this dude snore like shit. That shit is irking. I'm a sensitive sleeper. You know, little small stuff because you realize you 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 fell in love with the chemistry with that person. And I always talk about chemistry versus compatibility. That being said, you rely on them to become your drug or your um you know, they, they become your pain reliever. So now you're re- you're here to relieve my pain. You're here to make me feel better. Instead of me fully healing, you know, you're giving me that temporary fix. 
you know, my anesthesia for now. You know how you get anesthesia for the, the, when you go into surgery or whatever. They give you the anesthesia that knocks you the fuck out. Or they give you morphine to help while you're recovering. And that shit feels so fucking good. But the thing is, it's temporary. You can't, you're, and until you really, really heal, that pain is going to be there. But you can't get the morphine. You can't just take morphine all the damn time. So, you know, it's it's like that. And, and uh, endorphins are are what morphine is literally you know emulates so when we're getting those feel good vibes you know you go up emotionally and now you got the good vibes of trying to bring you down bringing you back to earth you know once you get that you're addicted to it and that's not a good thing because once they take it away or something happens oh shit your house of cards is about to fall down okay you know in relations to and the same thing happens with food. You eat these shitty-ass foods that make you think you feel better. And what happens? You crash. You gain weight. You get diabetic. You get diseases. You know, you get a bunch of pre-existing conditions that ain't no good. You know, and it's scary, but we do it. The second thing we do, um, you know, like I said, if the person isn't toxic, but, you know, they're love-bombing us, then another thing is, is that... We want more of what they gave us in the beginning at that that uh that honeymoon phase or so to speak, whatever. And that's not gonna always be the case. People will start to get comfortable and then you be like, Well, you ain't who I was when I met you yet. Well, I was trying to make a good impression. Like, I'm not gonna bring you flowers every fucking day. That shit is expensive. But I did it in the beginning to, A, make you feel better, brighten your day. Yeah, I'm still going to bring you flowers, but I'm not going to do that, like, every day. Like, come on, now. You know how much white roses causes, assuming that they like my favorite flower. You know, things of that nature. Um, and and I don't know why we don't get it. I don't know why. I don't know why we set ourselves up for this failure, but we do. And it's human. It's only human. I'm not here to judge. Trust me. I've been there. I've I've let the person become my drug of choice. And I and I was about to go to the second one. I had wrote it down, but I can't honestly understand what I wrote on this notebook. This is just my handwriting used to be so goddamn neat. Um let's just and, and the, the the second thing that well I did say technically the second thing, but another thing that I guess this would be number three. <laughs> we we end up getting addicted and then we end up bringing our toxic traits and bringing that person down we don't really notice that everybody doesn't think that they're toxic or they're trying like I remember when I jumped into one relationship you couldn't tell me I wasn't a good partner and in most senses of the word I was loyal I was faithful I wasn't lazy I didn't mind cooking and doing things i was a fun person to be around play video games watch tv and movies and stuff. like i mean i was a cool person to be around i was a good i i think you know in my heart of hearts i make a good partner relationship wise but i had so much unresolved trauma from the prior relationships to from childhood shit that when things didn't go my way in a relationship instead of a healthy normal response or one where I just didn't respond at all because it wasn't that deep 
I immediately took to the defensive. I, the claws came out. I immediately became the type of person that was just like, how could you do this to me? Like, yo, I just, I'm sorry. I fell asleep. I didn't mean to not call you back. I didn't mean to like, stand, you know, not take you out or do what I was supposed to do. Like things happen. Life gets in the way. I did not know that it wasn't normal to, to be angry. You know, it's, it, that's not normal. Like being super angry over, you know, getting stood up sucks. But again, like I said, life gets in the way. Things can happen. Not everyone that stands you up just say, oh, well, F her. Or I just lost track of time doing something I thought was much better. Sometimes it just, shit just happens. But because I was so used to getting let down by the men in my life, starting with my own father to the men that I started dating, that was a trigger. I didn't know back then. And I, I pushed some really dope-ass people away. You know, at first I ended up being with someone who was emotionally devoid so much that I just got used to it. And it was like, it felt normal to have those ups and downs, those highs and lows of great point in a relationship, shitty point in a relationship. Always, excuse me, love bombing, making me feel good. Now he's just letting me go, you know, letting me down all the fucking time. And I was used to that dynamic. I was used to that up and down, going back and forth. Now, I'm that. that's not the case. I've healed. Not to say that, you know, you expect someone to do that all the time and you're going to allow it, but I am better where I'm in a better mind headspace. And it's messed up. Another thing um, that happens, and I said I only had two, and the, the honest thing is the second one that totally, I didn't write it down. Well, I don't know what the hell that is that I wrote. I've been trying to stare at it for the last seven minutes, trying to figure out what this chicken scratch was. Like, I wrote it with my left hand. But the, another thing we end up doing that's really fucked up, we end up stacking our deck. You know, it's like um, people that are in relationships, you know, relationship is not good. They're not happy. You know, they vent to friends, family, whatever. They don't take the proper steps to heal or move on. Instead, they go do the little side shit on the side. They go do stuff on the side. And that's a band-aid because you're still going, you're prolonging a situation that you don't want to be in or you're not happy. And instead of just coming to your partner and say, look, I'm not fucking happy. This is what I want. And you don't have to do an ultimatum, but you have to communicate to your partner when things are not right. That's just like if I live in an apartment and the ceiling keeps leaking, my landlord doesn't live with me. So if I don't communicate to my landlord, hey, the ceiling's leaking, then how can they fix it? How do they know something wrong with it? You got to communicate when there's a problem. Now, if my landlord decides, oh, well, I'll get to it, I'll get to it, I'll get to it. They keep telling me that they're going to get to it. Meanwhile, this leak is getting fucking worse to the point now the spot where it leaks at on the floor is leaking down to the apartment underneath me. Now, a bad situation has gotten worse. All right, let's fast forward. Now, that leak becomes a hole in the ceiling. Now, we got to get the drywall done, the floor, whatever is where the leak is coming from upstairs. Now, we got to fix that. In addition to fixing the floor, the ceiling in my apartment, now we got to fix, you know, the floor and shit in my apartment. Now, it gets worse, progressively worse. That's the same thing that would happen if I either didn't tell my landlord or my landlord was a slumlord and didn't fucking care. Either way, two two options. All right, now I'm going to put your rent money in escrow till you fix this shit or I'm the fuck out. 
I'm not going to sit here and live with a fucking where I can see my tenant upstairs on uh, an apartment above me and the one below me can see me. No, this is not what I'm paying for. I'm paying to live somewhere. And if you can't make my living standards, you know, at least pass the cold, then I'm out. Fuck that. And the relationships are really no different. Yeah, they take a little bit more time to, to fix and move on. But at the end of the day. If you're not in a relationship for your own individual selfishness, which a lot of people tend to be, then there's no problem working on something or at least explaining to your partner why you can't do what it is they expect you to do. You know, we can always come to an agreement or some type of accommodation or whatever. You know, we'll figure it out because we love each other. But if you're not willing to work with me and meet me halfway, then yeah, my eyes are going to wander and I'm going to wander. Eventually, I'm going to leave. But in the case of this situation that I mentioned earlier, not everyone actually leaves. They stick around and just put up with the shit for some fucking reason. And they feed that toxicity. They feed the negative because they didn't heal from it. And we jump into the next relationship. That don't work. The next one. That don't work. The next one. Mind you, we're not getting to the source of the pain so that we don't repeat it. Because the only way you're going to get over the hurt is to face it head on, figure out why it's there, figure out how it got there, and figure out how to get through it. Excuse me, through it so you don't have to deal with it again. I don't know why that's so complicated, but shit happens. It's... It's kind of scary dealing with relationships and dating. Um, I don't know. It just is. <laughs> but uh, I didn't want to keep today's episode too much long. I didn't want to keep it too long. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop right there because this is something I'm going to discuss in detail, greater detail, especially when it comes to growing. But before I let you go... I do want to talk about feeding positive. We talk about the negative. I want to talk about the positive before we get out of here. And I will be discussing that in the writer's reflection, a.k.a. the accountability corner. So stay tuned for a quick promo and the writer's reflection. Are you feeling sick and queasy? And you can get fever, sniffles, all that. Do you need a boost from the booster? Well, head on over to the Love Yourself Wellness Shop. This little store has a lot of things, well, things that pack a really big punch from juices that detox and help with inflammation to teas that help you feel better when you're sick or just take the edge off any anxiety. Uh, they have, they can, you can add almost anything and customize your juices, adding sea moss, CBD oil, whatever you need to help you get through whatever it is you're going through so head on over to love yourself shop that shop with s-h-o-p-p-e so you spell it like the old english dot company dot site or go to their instagram page at love yourself shop s-h-o-p-p-e and order you something use promo code t is in time s is in single c is in cat in the number 10 all one word tsc10 and you can save 10 percent just for being a viewer here so again, love yourself and put the good stuff in. Uh, 
Hey guys, I want to say thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of The Single Chronicles. Um, Today we talked about feeding negativity or positivity. We mostly talked about feeding negativity. So I want to use this time to talk about how to feed the positivity and reflect on healing. Um, We say, I, I always say love yourself. And loving yourself, a lot of times people confuse that with being selfish. Uh, we want what makes us feel good versus what is good for us. And you that's not loving yourself. That's being selfish. We have to learn to face our traumas and face why things went the way they did, why things happened, and take that moment to grow. Because if not, you're going to end up back in the same situation, sometimes even worse. You know, we... A person might leave a toxic relationship, go into a half-decent relationship, but not be ready for it, end up pregnant or married, and now you have an expensive divorce you're going through. So much. Um, I'm not sure if that's what happened in Megan Good's case. I don't know. But I do know that it happens more than we like to talk about. I had to learn for a long time that I was making poor decisions and meeting troublesome people, not because they were gravitating towards me, but because those were the ones I noticed gravitating. You know, I didn't pay attention to the good guy. You know, I was looking for who I thought was Superman or someone that made me feel good. Yeah, they might have made me feel good in the bed, but they weren't really what I needed. They weren't conducive to my growth at all. And I had to learn to let that type of mindset go. We always say, oh, well, he can throw it down. Yeah, he made me feel good. But that, that feeling doesn't last forever. The the neurotransmitters that you get after you have sex or have a banging meal don't last but for so long. So I had to find activities that made me feel good just for doing them, but it had a lasting impression on me. Maybe that's why I did Zumba and gym stuff. But those things made me feel good about myself. They made me not because that, you know, it was making me lose weight and I was looking good in the mirror or whatever. But, no, I felt this awesomeness, especially when I was working out with friends, like my classes, the energy, that vibe was all of that. So, you know, I I had to learn back way back when, like, look. This is what I need to do with myself. I have to learn how to heal. I can't let someone else be my drug of choice. I can't let other people be, um, you know, the reason why I feel better. I had to be the reason. I had to be my own reason to feel better. And that's something that we all need to learn how to do, how to heal, how to progress, how to get through traumas without repeating them. And... If you're on the other side of that spectrum and you find yourself with someone who just got out of relationship, out of a relationship, ask them, why are you looking to date right now? Don't say, why are you looking to date me? What do you see in me? What are, why are you looking to be date? Why are you looking to date someone? If the answer isn't anything, but I think I'm ready, then no, I don't think it's going to work out because. Because if they're not just ready to be in a relationship versus I'm tired of being alone, oh, the last person I went broke my heart, or I just want to heal and move on, or I just want to have some fun, any of those things that except for I am ready to be with another, I am ready to be a partner to someone, any of those things that we put out there, we're, we're, if we're not putting out some healing vibes, some positive vibes, chances are 
We're going to run that person. That person's going to run you through the ringer. So it's all about growth. It's all about healing. Don't jump into one from one bed to another bed to the next bed to this, you know, jumping from foods and just finding fast fixes. You know, a lot of times when people go to rehab and then they kind of relapse, they look for that next hit or it's like heroin, trying to taste, trying to tra- chase that original high. We have to learn to grow and feed the, the positivity in our lives and, and heal, to feed the healing. And it's hard. Easier said than done. And you wouldn't believe it that after I've been doing this podcast or slash YouTube thing since, what, 2019? And here it is, 2022. And I'm still learning. I'm still healing. I'm still seeing that there are traumas that I haven't fully adjusted and healed from. So if I can be a work in progress and accept that and be accountable for that, so can you. All right, guys, again, I want to thank you so much for tuning in to The Single Chronicles. I appreciate you for an awesome year of growth. I also appreciate you coming back for a new season. Um, Well, the new season next, the next season, (laughs) next episode will be the debut of the new season. But I'm going to be taking a little bit of time off. So you won't, you will, you'll probably have only one gap. But because I recorded like three episodes in one week, um... I won't be putting out any new content for a little bit. I want to focus on getting uh, the, the YouTube back up and running. So thank you guys for tuning in. Have a blessed, um, it, it, you know, have a blessed and prosperous year. Hope you're starting off a good year, all that good stuff. Can't wait for what I got in store for you for season three. I definitely can't wait for season four to drop on YouTube. So definitely um, check out that Love Yourself shop. The link is going to be in the description box along with a link to my YouTube channel so that you can subscribe to that. And yeah, that's about it. All right, guys, I'm going to be out of here. Take care. Like I always say, be awesome, be you, but above all else, love yourself. All right, guys, take care. Mm-hmm.